Hey, Matt. Hey, Mark. How you going? Good, good. You? Yeah, going really well. How's the weather? It's it's pretty good. We it doesn't really get very hot here. Well, I should say it. It, the weather is the same every day. You wake up at like, I mean, at eight o'clock, it's like 20 degrees. There's always a breeze. It's always humid. And it doesn't really get any hotter than like 27 degrees. But granted, we're not really in full swing of summer yet. I mean, mid-June is summery, but like, you know, I'm wearing shorts, but. Right, of course. But I'm not like dying. I really thought I'd be like totally just ignited at this point, but. No, it's very pleasant. It's it's a, okay. such a great climate. So so it's like warmer than California, though, right? Uh, is it warmer than California? Because I think because I think twenty seven is is pretty hot. Yeah, I mean twenty. When you're like a good example is when you're in the direct sun, it's hot. When you're in the shade, uh, it feels nice and cool, and you detect the breeze a little bit more. Okay. Um, it plays a little more of a role. But yeah, when you're in the the sun is very intense. So like to go to the beach or yeah, even just do a, a, a long path of a walk in the sun is pretty intense. <sighs> yeah. So I've been back from vacation. I got back on the 5th. Uh, the vacation was amazing. Two full weeks off, off. Um, really, it. I, I got to say the one of the best things about vacation is to come back from it and think like, okay, this kind of travel that I'm doing is exactly why I'm trying to get something off the ground. Okay. <laughs> like reminding myself of a lifestyle that I'm after, the things that I want, the kind of traveling I want to do. Like, yeah, it just reignites my why. I Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Fake it till make it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go on vacation and then, okay, yeah, that's what I want. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it, it was a really nice reminder of why why I set out to, to do all of this in the first place. So I got some rest and relaxation. I got some adventure, and I I was ready to hit the ground running when I got back. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So a couple of updates for me. Uh, I'm in marketing mode for the uh, Amazon uh, for the AI product, the Amazon product discovery tool. Um. Been doing a lot of uh, Reddit research. And uh, I subscribe to, oh, I already forget his name. His name is Jacob, is it Kornfeld? I can't, oh, I can't even remember his name now. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> um, but he uh, he sends this great newsletter. It's all bullets. And he got a, um, he got a, Greenfeld is his name. Jacob, it's either Jacob Greenfeld or Jacob Greenfeld. Sorry, if you're listening to this, Jacob, I apologize. <laughs> Um, but he had a uh, an ad in one of his newsletters for a uh, a tool called Gummy Search. Gummy Search is a uh, I guess you would call it like a Reddit aggregator, but it, it allows you to do searches. You you give it a bunch of keywords, and it'll tell you the volume of those keywords and what subreddits they show up in. So it's really easy to find related subreddits to the areas that you're looking to invest in. So. Uh, I popped up Gummy Search, and the free plan is way too good. <laughs> it, I love apps like that. You, yeah, you, I got so much done with the free plan. So you can you can set up um, keyword uh, keyword notifications, like all sorts of things. It's a great little product. Um, so I did a lot of uh, a lot of setting up 
uh, notifications and tr searches, lots of advanced stuff in an attempt to find people conversing about Amazon products and that sort of thing on Reddit. So I found a lot of them and I spent a lot of time just responding to people as much as possible of like, oh, I would do this or maybe you want to think about this and pitching the product where appropriate and that sort of thing. So it's just a lot of grinding. You just jump on and grind. And that's been going well. Uh, you know, I'm I'm doing work on it every t every two or three days. I'll jump on and do a few hours of of uh, seeking comments or you know trying to find new opportunities. And that's been working great until the fucking Reddit blackout. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that kind of threw a wrench into things because I, I I didn't put two and two together that I was like, oh yeah, of course, like this Reddit blackout, whatever, it's gonna happen. And then I th sit down like yesterday or today to be like oh i'm gonna do some, <laughs> i'm gonna do some research oh yeah that's right yeah hmm. <laughs> so there's a lot less activity not none but there's there's a lot less um so that's kind of like put a little hampering on that but that's okay um i'm still looking for more opportunities to reach out to people so i'm i'm spreading out into facebook as well Fa facebook i really don't like going into any e-commerce stuff on facebook because it tends to be a cesspool like oh yeah uh, Reddit is way, way higher quality than Facebook. Um, I think it's because on Reddit, there's a lot more moderation rules. So like you can have a group and moderate that group so people aren't self-promoting or, you know, there's there, like, one of the uh, w one of the big rules in a lot of these e-commerce communities is that you can't ask people to DM you. So you can't just like respond and be like, oh, like you should just contact me. Like they really don't want people to sell their own services there. So, okay. but on Facebook, there's no rules like that whatsoever. <laughs> so it's just full of like super low effort responses that are like, oh, it's, it's, it's horrific. So no real good conversation that I found so far happens on that. Um, uh, unless the criteria to join the group are very stringent. Um, an interesting thing that I discovered, however, is that uh, Facebook groups. So do you remember Facebook apps? A long yeah. Time. yeah, like vaguely, firm, like Farmville was one. Because um, right. I remember they started as apps. People started making games, and then Facebook retired all that stuff. It turns out that Facebook groups still have apps, or there's an app platform for groups. Um, so there are moderation tools and things like that for for moderating Facebook groups, which is very interesting. I didn't even know that existed until this uh last week so yeah kind of an interesting uh yeah it sounds vaguely familiar like i've seen how a, page, a group or a page can have different tabs mm -hmm. and then like one of those tabs could be like a sign up form for the, a newsletter or something right yeah so the, those must be apps yeah it must be um i've seen a few like moderation ones um I joined a group for some travel advice and it was like, oh, these apps are installed in the in this group. And one of them was about uh, moderation or something like that. And I was just surprised to see it. So it might be an interesting, you know, if you're listening to this and you're looking for ideas, I have no idea how those things get distributed. Like, is there a Facebook app marketplace for this? Like, I have no idea. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious about gummy search. Like, um, sure. this is the first time you hear about it on that newsletter? Yeah, because I because I've actually seen the founder around in different forums and oh really uh, yeah because he's an indie hacker so he's yeah, yeah. He's in all the same watering holes as us okay 
Yeah, I, uh, I I looked him up because when I saw the all the drama around the Reddit blockouts and the API costs, I was like, is this going to kill – are, are these API – are these prices going to kill his product? But he doesn't seem too worried about it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's not surprising. Like, yeah, he, <laughs> he, he definitely had the indie hacker profile. And he runs another product called some kind of Hive, Beehive or something. Yeah, the Hive, Hive Index. Hive Index, that's it, yeah. Yeah, not quite sure what it does, but yeah, I mean that's it. I I heard when I was trying to find a tool for monitoring keywords and all that, I had heard of Gummy Search, mm-hmm. but uh, instead I I used a tool that does Reddit and other platforms too. Right, and so that's like that's why I never tried Gummy Search, but I didn't know that their f- free plan was so generous. Maybe I should just use it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's too good in my opinion. Like he could figure out how to how to strip it down to show the value without giving so much away. Okay. All yep. right. Fed, if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> increase your prices. Yep. Well, I mean, like right off the top, something like uh, you when you create an audience, you find all of the subreddits that you uh, – he has a really great tool, like just punching in keywords and helping you to discover which subreddits you should be looking for. In your audience – I don't even know that there's a limit to the number of subreddits you could have in there. Like, dude, cap okay. it at five or or three or something. Like, right. I could totally get the I could totally get a bunch of value uh, and understand how the platform works if you just give me access to like three subreddits or something. But yeah, um, yeah, I would definitely charge more <laughs> if, if I were him. It's a very <laughs> useful tool. Um, one thing that uh, I definitely did as well after coming back from vacation was uh, I was spending time revisiting my goals. And I had a very fast question for you about your goals. So you do a monthly retrospective, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I do weekly reviews and then the last yeah, the last week of the month, I throw in a monthly review in there. Okay. Yeah. The working backwards thing has really worked well for me and uh, – I wasn't keeping my goals up to date. Like I wasn't adding new goals in. So I need to uh, – What? so one of, the, one of the things I'm realizing is as soon as I make something a goal, I'm really good about seeing it because I consult my goals every uh, – certainly every Sunday night, I plan my week out. So it'll be like, okay, I have to allocate some time on Thursday to get a haircut or something. JK, I haven't had an air, a haircut in three years. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, like, you know, scheduling that time ahead of time. And uh, I realized that I'm not – as soon as I put some kind of recurring thing in there, I'm really good at obeying it. So I need to like make goals maintenance part of the goals setting. So like, oh, my goal is every month to to do some maintenance or add new goals in there. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I have it all in one text file. Mm-hmm. So so there's the year goals, the next three-month goals, the this-month goals, and this week. Okay. So, so it's just natural that – at the end, of, when I do my month, mm-hmm. like I, I just see what's in the three quarter one that needs to be bumped. Right. So I just, you know, copy, you know, cut and paste it into the month right. from the three month. And then when I see that, oh, look at that, like I just cleared up the yearly goal. Well, I need to create a new one. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I'm getting more into the flow here of, of how to manage this. Cause yeah, like as soon as I can work backwards, it's like, it's the ultimate cheat. Um, Cool. So uh, last week I broke ground on my Chrome extension. So uh, I will I'll announce it here, and I need to put up a landing page. <laughs> I just like st- <laughs> I, I just started coding. So 
I, I started coding before vacation, and I figured out how to get a Next.js app into a Chrome extension. So I can just write regular Next.js, and then my I can just say, like, you know, build, like, prod build, and it'll package it as an extension that I can then ship, which is cool. Um, but uh, I've, I'm working on a... Did I talk about this last time? <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, well, then you had mentioned the Next.js. Okay, but, perfect. Uh, but I think that's all. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, other than that, I've just been working on the getting the implementation up. So, the Chrome extension uh, is, I believe, so it is a uh, a better, ex- a, a better, well, I should probably, yeah, okay, here we go, <laughs> on-air copywriting. So, it is a, uh, it's a Chrome extension to have ChatGPT become as uh, to become a primitive for developers. When I say a primitive, I mean today Google is the primitive. I need to know something. I command T. I open a new tab and I type and I type how do I do this or what is the hex code for red and it does a Google search for that. I believe that ChatGPT needs to be on the same footing as Google. So I'm building a Chrome extension that gives you way more utility than just doing a Google search. In a perfect world, it gives you. It's smart enough to know, is this a query that you're asking Google or is it a query you're asking ChatGPT? And as well, it's smart enough to say something like, oh, uh, you're looking for something. Maybe you're looking for something in another tab. Let me f- let me search across your tabs uh, to give you information from that tab. And you can click it and it'll take you to that tab. Like there's like our our search capabilities inside of our like devi- development environment kind of suck like it most it's like google or now we're starting to use chatgpt and then everything else is like okay well i have 50 tabs open how do i find anything so um i you know you you've really your your use of chatgpt has really inspired me so i'm just like i'm trying to build it for you and you being Mark, not you, the listener. Although, if you're a de- if you're a developer, <laughs> a listener, I would also like to build this for you. Um, and it's very interesting. I've never built a product with like the user in mind, as silly as that is to say, because I'm not. I'm never so intimate about it. I'm always like, oh, it's for US expats or whatever, <laughs> whatever my past projects have been. But now it's like, oh, no, it's for developers. Like, what do developers need? So I'm like, oh, obviously they need this and this and this. And like, how do you uh, how do you create like a really simple interface that gives them what they need, but like has buttons that open up sub menus because like developers love buttons. So it's really useful to, <laughs> to be able to pop up an advanced menu and, and click through things. So in the last couple of days, um, I I spun everything up. I'm using Java as my backend just because I know it and it's fast. Uh, and I got the integration working with, uh, with OpenAI. So right now, uh, the app is very simple in that it prevent it presents a ChatGPT like interface where you there's a default system prompt. So my default system prompt is like you are a helpful assistant or something, and then right. you can just ask it a question. It'll call and it'll display the answer on the screen. And you can uh, and it's ChatGPT like in that you can ask a question and then ask follow up questions. So it passes the whole um, the whole conversation to the engine for it to. Um, and includes that as part of its context. Um, I took a crack at streaming. I, I wanted to stream the input like uh, OpenAI does. Uh, not as easy as as I would have hoped it was. Um, I've never done any streaming anything <laughs> at all. So uh, I 
was like, how would you do this? So I took a quick look and I found a, I found a nice client library for uh, uh, chat conversation completions. And it is a uh, observable stream. It's an observable Rx Java is the library. So I was trying to figure out like, how do you return a stream to the browser? Uh, and was, I, I, I mean, it's not super straightforward. <laughs> um, JavaScript or HTML5 has this thing called an event source, but I want all my endpoints to have authentication and event source won't pass authentication headers. So I, it was getting complicated quickly. So I decided to, uh, I was like, ah, you know, 3.5 turbo is pretty fast. <laughs> I'll just show a spinner. Like <laughs> if you ask a question, I'll show a spinner for a second and then I'll spit the answer out when I have it. Um, so, uh, so where I'm at right now is I'm, uh, I'm almost there for what I would give you. Uh, so basically what I'm hoping for is so that the, some of the complaints you, or, you know, some of the complaints you've had certainly of using ChatGPT is losing prompts. I type something in, maybe you have to refresh, maybe there's an error of some kind, whatever, and you lose your prompt. Um, that will never happen in my tool. You will never lose a prompt ever. Um, I'm working on a uh, I'm working on a sol on a solution using local storage and some other things so that you uh, it'll be like if you try to use if you've ever used like uh, Gmail on your phone if you turn if you lose internet connection or you turn your internet off um, it will Gmail will store the unsent mail locally until you reconnect to the internet and then it will send the mail. Um, so I'm working on something like that. I'll hold I'll, if there's an error communicating with my servers, then I will hold it in a buffer. And if the uh, if there's a problem between my server and OpenAI, like everything uh, everything coalesces so that you'll never ever lose a prompt. It'll always be there in history for you, so you can run it again or you can do whatever you like. Um, so I got you, boo. <laughs> um, the other thing that I found. Uh, so <laughs> for a long time, I always was trying to figure out like, you know, how do you get the, the how do you get the thing to be more concise? H how do you get the responses from GPT to be more concise? And it seems like across the board, the answer is to just append to the end of your prompt, be concise. <laughs> and it really works. It, it, yeah, apparently it really cuts down on the amount of text that you get back. So things like, Oh, like how do Vanderwall forces work? And it might report, respond with like, "Oh, very interesting question about Vanderwall forces." Well, it's just like I don't need the bullshit. Like, just give me the answer. Right. So uh, I added just for uh, just for you know optimization's sake, I put a tiny little uh, checkbox at the bottom of the comment box that just says "Be concise," and, <laughs> and uh, it just automatically appends "Be concise" to everything that you ask. And it, yeah, it really cuts down on the amount of text that you get back from the model. It's kind of nice. Just leave it there all the time. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's on by default. You can turn it off if okay. you want. But yeah. Um, so uh, right now, I'm working on um, con uh, prompt context. So uh, my goal for this would be like you're using it at work and. I'm doing Java development and I'm also using React and these are the versions of things that I'm using. So uh, it automatically supplies my working conditions as part of the prompt um, to just be like, oh, I'm about to ask a question. Like, does that, uh, it, that it's just needed or extra context that you can supply to the model to hopefully give you a better answer when needed. Right. 
I'm curious if if I give it a bunch of like framework versions and then ask it a question about lasagna, like I wonder I wonder what happens. I'm not quite sure. But <laughs> but I can uh there's there's ways ways of testing that or yeah, yeah I could I, I guess I could get confused if there's a library out there called lasagna. Exactly. Oh, I'm using lasagna version 2, but if I ask it, you know, should I put mascarpone in my lasagna? It might <laughs> it might get confused. Um, but that's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not a front-end developer <laughs> at all. So fucking with like SVGs and stuff, I'm just like, this is a nightmare. Like I, I just want to <laughs> shoot myself. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it, spending time where, where it's useful to spend time. I've, so uh, this is where like Tailwind UI really comes into play because I can steal so many components and it with minimal you know, I say minimal. It still takes me a few hours of like, okay, is this box flexing properly, etc. Um, but yeah, like it's super easy to just copy and paste components, tweak them a little bit, and then I've got something that totally works. Um, and yeah, that's great. So yeah, so things are progressing, which is lovely. Um, hoping to open up a beta or something soon. At the very least, it would be nice to just take people's open AI keys or something like that just to make it easy and I can handle making all of the requests and all that kind of thing for them and not charging for access just but but getting some uh, getting some data so yeah what what's what's what does the mvp look like yeah so like yeah um i think a, a fair mvp would be a a, a gpt like interface so something that doesn't lose prompts um but does what chat gpt does right now where it keeps records of all of the conversations you've had and then the um framework bar as well as the like be concise indicator and then just having that all up and working and then um oh and the the other thing i need to sort actually i need to sort this out now is when you hit command t most of the time your focus is in the search bar because that's where oh, I, i'm I, i'm using chrome are you do you use chrome or firefox yeah chrome chrome okay excellent Whew. it's like all right fuck i gotta switch to firefox um <laughs> But uh, making sure that the focus is inside of the window, not uh, or you know inside of the viewport, not inside of the uh, the search bar. Come to think of it, I'm not even sure if that's possible. Better check that. But yeah, uh, but yeah, that'll be that'll be the idea of just having a Google replacement that pops up when you hit Command T. That's the uh, for me. That's the uh, the MVP. I mean, I I guess you could implement it in the location bar. Is that a thing? Yeah, hmm. <clears throat> you can you can change the the default search and the oh yeah that is true you could do it like that yeah yeah so i could just control t and i start typing and maybe have a few like bang flags or something to, yeah f for things that would be in the ui like the checkbox that says be concise yeah it'd be bang shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> just now in all caps exactly exactly <laughs> Yeah, it'd be exclamation point now. Mm. So yeah, I I've already thought up a few. Um, so I, I'm I'm thinking about marketing how to how to market something like this, and uh, I wanted to get your take on some of what I've been thinking about. So um, my list right now is things like I've already, I've kind of already begun doing this. Like uh, I I had a tweet that I got a couple likes on, but this idea of like fucking across different apps, adding a new line. Versus, so sending the message is always enter. 
or usually it is. And then if you want to add a new line, it's either shift enter or command. Sometimes it's command enter and it's, and it's, but it's never consistent. And like the cost of getting it wrong is really high. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, why are we, why is this not the same across all apps? This is so silly. And just like having that be the standard of like no more shift enter or command. It just, it's just like, it's just enter. You can do whatever modifier key you want, but like enter is sent. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so there's a there's a piece that I've been meaning to write for a while about um, developer tools in general, but that's a little bit like down the road talking about cost centers versus profit centers. Like if I just want to get developers' eyes on things, it's like how do I appeal to them? And even like the the work that I've been doing with streams is kind of interesting. Like that definitely could be interesting for Java developers to just be like, oh, I have a, I'm trying to issue a stream. Like how do I do something? How do I consume a stream? So having like a really minimal example in JavaScript um, or, you know, a, a very small project that's just like, here's a Java app and some React code that like reads a stream the way you would expect it to. Um, but yeah, like how do I meme up <laughs> the developer world and chat GPT and that sort of thing. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I guess like what I'm appealing to is like developer tool and that community. Like how do I find more tools and get people on board with more tools and like wherever tooling people hang out. Cause you think if you just show up and say, Hey, I just made this Chrome extension, like that would be considered self-promotion. And- yeah. I, I don't know that that's going to work super great on a place like Reddit at least. Um, I think, you know, it depends, depends on the subreddit. Um, but you know, there's a lot of different places out there. Like, I mean, this would actually be something that you could, that would totally work on product hunt. Um, it's, uh, it's so plain, like it's use, like recording a video for something like this would be very simple. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like that's true. Actually, I, yeah, I could promote it at a few local meetups. Like it would be interesting to go to a few user groups or something like that and have what I built be a part of that. Or maybe the the spotlight of how I built this, or um, or some interesting technical pieces that came across. There's a lot of um, AI, uh, like AI distributions. No, what it, like uh, like oh, geez, thing called. Yeah, just like uh, like a li- here's a list of things that were built using AI. AI, yeah, this one's like AI tools. FYI, um, there's like a bunch okay. of people who just want to advertise and things like this, beta list. I mean, anything where developers live. I just, yeah, because I'm coming back to it. Yeah, I'm a, self-promotion is a little bit hard, at least on Reddit. Yeah, but I think on Twitter, it's, it, you know, everyone that's building in public, is that's basically what they're doing, self-promotion. That's true. You, I think you might be able to, I mean, how many developers do you want, right? Like All the developers. <laughs> Eventually, yes, <Yeah>. but <laughs> for the private beta. Mm. Yeah, I mean. Because, yeah. Because the private beta is going to be like, I need to sideload the extension and enter my API key. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably be a sideload. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a small group of people that are going to yeah. want to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, and I've got enough developer friends that I'm sure this is something I could ask people to use. Like all my past coworkers, fucking Indie Hackers Montreal is like 95% developers. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I think I think you might, you, sh- you should try it direct. As the first marketing channel. Like, yeah. So reach yeah, out to people right. you know on Twitter and have them use it. Yeah. And then when they give you feedback, you could ask them, could you tweet it? Or mm-hmm. 
cool. Just to get the yeah, you know, the first ten or twenty developers to like easily. I think you, through your own network, you can get fifty people. Oh to try yeah, it. yeah. Like uh, and like, I've never felt more confident about like when you say fifty people, it's like oh Jesus, yes, I know fifty. Do- <laughs> like I know fifty developers. Like I I know a lot more than fifty developers. But it's just like yeah, like that took. <laughs> I I was when I was doing my scouting for the uh, Amazon product AI tool, I was like yet again building a product in a space where I don't know anyone. And it's like great, I just th- this is the this is the hard part of like where do you hang out? What are you talking about? How can I reach you? But this is like oh fuck, like I know fi- I could I could swing a cat and hit 50 developers that I know like easily. So yeah, it's just like oh wow, this is the power of actually, you know, building tools for people you know and like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think the very simple value proposition of being able to do control T and start typing like uh, yeah sign me up I, and i'm sure you can get 50 people though they'll, they'll also be interested in trying it yeah yeah so I, I i'm excited about this it's really cool that like i i mean i said it already but like i love the idea of building something for you like i've never built i've ne- <laughs> like geez the last time i did anything like this was a very long time ago so it's cool to just be like oh yeah mark like what does mark need to be successful here how do I make him really fast and give him? Yeah. Well, you need to you need to deliver something that I can start using. Yeah, seriously, Jesus. Because <laughs> because because then I'll tell you what's missing yeah. for me. <laughs> Stop <laughs> uninstalling the app. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, like like the, um, the 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 framework toolbar you were talking about. Mm. Like like right away for me, I I imagine I I need multiple different profiles mm-hmm. because each project has its own stack mm-hmm. that's i just made a quick note of that uh because that's <laughs> something that i i uh, i was like okay for the initial thing like maybe you just need one profile to get started with um because i was struggling a little bit with the design of it like how i wanted that to work but yeah all right cool sounds good yeah and i i have multiple chrome profiles i do too i do the same thing yeah so I mean, so maybe I could use that to have to spread out my profiles. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'll put the Power Importer profile in my Power Importer Chrome profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I that I wanted to because I I'm also a user of this, so it's that's I use Chrome exactly the same way. I have one window in my personal and another in my business, and they have different bookmarks. They have different extensions. Yeah. So yeah, being able to say like, oh yeah, this is a different yeah like. I'm doing this today or I'm doing this and making sure that that works. Yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but yeah, no, I would just get it in the hands of people immediately and, yeah. and start collecting feedback. So is there is there a reason why you need it, um, a backend? Is it because of the streaming? Um, so originally, it's not because of the streaming. Um I thought it would be a lot easier to manage the state of the application if I had a backend. So things like keeping track of all of the prompts that you've made, like rather than trying to record that locally, uh, syncing it from me, uh, like, yeah, having all of that state pulled from an application uh, for, uh, from a backend rather than from local. Okay. I don't know. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. I mean, you could use the, the Chrome storage which can also be synced between browsers. Reasonable. 
I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with having a backend, like because eventually when you want to monetize it, be useful to be in the man in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's what I mean, one other thing I was thinking about was um, knowing, getting a better idea of usage, like I can track that through the back end. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good point. Like I, I just assumed that I would need a back end for, yeah, I, I don't know, like just, yeah, as soon as you need to share things between, not necessarily between Chrome extensions, but even between people, um, if that becomes a feature, then yeah, you need a back end. But it's true. Like you could... Would it be simpler to not have a backend? I guess that's the trouble. Like at some point you, yeah, I, d- I don't know when it would be. <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a funny line. Someday you wake up and you're like, fuck, I need a backend. Yeah, but it'd be, no, it'd be simple to add. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah, I mean, right now the backend is just, I get a JWT key. <laughs> I, I, get, I get a web token and I then I use that as authorization to call OpenAI. So not like the back end is doing much. Yeah, because for a lot of these alternative interfaces to ChatGPT, mm. a lot of them, that's their selling feature is that they say your API key never is never stored on the server. It, yeah. It's in local storage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was really inspired by an app I saw on Hacker News the other day um, that allows you to... Uh, search your own browser history and it it is like <laughs> it creates a like a in a sql light inside of your browser and is vectorizing all of the pages that you visit and putting them in there and you can search through your private through your browser history by doing vector lookups in the database um okay. but all the <laughs> all the comments were like wow, this thing is destroying my battery. Like it was, they're like this, it's insane. Like I'm watching my battery go down and it's, and Chrome (laughs) is consuming even more memory than it normally does. Like it's just a terrible footprint. And the, it was advertised as, as privacy focused, which makes sense. It's all happening inside of the browser, but just technically it was a freaking nightmare um, because there was just so much computation to do. Like, I don't know if you can even if you can even fix that, but I I noticed I looked at that and thought I wonder if if you had a backend instead and you were able to push a lot of that stuff to the backend I wonder if you could circumvent this uh, energy and computation pro- intensive process. Yeah, didn't you have a data problem? It, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I accidentally visited a porn site and now that's in my history on somebody else's server. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it might be easier to just do it right inside of the Chrome extension then. Or maybe that's the maybe that's where I should start at least. That'll keep it a lot simpler. And then from there I can uh, I can go whatever direction. Probably make the streaming part easier too. Although maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's like if like you said, if it's true about event source, can't send headers, then yeah. <laughs> Well, well, we'll see what the community has come up with. I'm sure there's a bunch of projects out there that are dedicated, like they've done a bunch of hacks and stuff just to be able to stream from the open API or open AI uh, <laughs> conversation endpoint. Cool. So yeah, my so my plan for the rest of the week is whenever the Reddit blackout, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but <laughs> whenever as Reddit comes back online, I'll spend more time there marketing the Amazon tool. I'll spend some time on Facebook, and then everything else is just into the Chrome extension. Uh, hopefully, by the end of the week, I'll have something we can sideload. 
you can start giving me feedback every episode about how <laughs> awesome of a job I'm doing and how you want to pay me a million dollars to use my app. Shut up and take my money. Exactly. Cool. No, that's exciting. That's a, yeah, it's a, it's a small scope for an MVP. Yeah. Know, right. And it, it delivers value immediately. That's, that, that's an exciting idea. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like exciting things. Um, so uh, we can leave it there. Um, or I have a uh, funny idea to acquire a SaaS business that uh, you could, we could riff on. Or we could hang. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So uh, when I was on vacation, I saw that uh, John Youngfook of Banner Bear fame, um, he tweeted out this tool that he had built called OnlineCertificateGenerator.com. Did you see this? Yeah, I think I, I, I saw some screenshots. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's no, it's currently not monetized, but it gets a lot of visitors. And all it is, is a bunch of pre-designed templates of like certificates. And it's almost like a meme generator. You put in first name, last name, award name or, or whatever. Oh, like, and then like whoever it is, person giving award. And it'll generate a landscape uh jpeg for you that you can just hit click print and it'll print the certificate for you okay anyway he said like oh you know it it, it links to banner bear but he's like i get no referral traffic from it it just exists so he said uh he was talking about either uh i think right now it lives on its own domain but he was talking about fixing it up or something like that and i thought to myself i wonder if he'd sell that I bet you he would. Ah. If you, if, if I almost consider DMing him to just be like, yeah, you know, how much is that worth? Like, because <laughs> like he's not good. Like, yeah. what is he going to spend time selling certificate generators or certificates? Of course not. Like, he is he has way bigger problems than than selling certificates online. Um, so I was thinking, well, it'd be cool to see if he would sell it, but. Uh, so the question I have for you is, how would you monetize a, a site like that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess bulk, sell for bulk. bulk. So like you use it manually for free, mm -hmm. but let's say you, you run you run some kind of course and at the end you want to hand out certificates to everyone. Mm. You want to just upload a CSV file, have it send you, like generate a PDF oh. that then you can print all the certificates. Mm. So yeah, I guess I would charge for bulk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about it in in like a credits system. Like maybe you buy ten dollars worth of credits, and printing out a single certificate is I don't know is is one one credit. And if you buy twelve credits, or if you buy ten credits, you get twelve prints. Or like I don't know, like figuring out a pricing system so it's like ten dollars for twelve credits or something like that. And yeah, like supporting bulk, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know how important this one is, but you could offer physical printing. Like, oh, I'll print, I'll print something for you on like poster board or right. or like premium paper, exactly and... with like filigree things like that. And a, a seal. Oh yes, a wax seal. Um, but yeah, I was trying to think of other ways to. To monetize this thing, I like the CSV upload. That's very interesting. Because yeah, because it's 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 cool as a free tool. Like someone's going to generate 
you know, go search for online certificate generator yep. on Google, and here's an exact domain match. Exactly. Uh, then you generate the certificate, and you go, "Wow, that was easy." And then, yeah. Then you one go day away. Someone says, <laughs> "Yeah," and then someone says, "Hey, I need to." generate certificates for my whole kindergarten class mm. they're having a graduation oh yeah for like you know a few i don't know for 10 bucks or 20 bucks i can generate 20 certificates mm-hmm. yeah it's the only time i've ever been awarded a certificate is from like a really crappy uh, corporate education <laughs> like oh congratulations <laughs> you passed the fire safety <laughs> <laughs> bullshit and then it's like no it's the you know fire yeah anyway but it'll be like click go here's a pdf (laughs) of of the award you got for completing this go ahead and print it off it's like yeah i'm gonna print this off yeah okay (laughs) yeah so i think that's it like maybe hr would use this for for these things but yeah i don't know how big this market is Yeah, I I don't know either. I mean, it, it just like it just has it screams micro SaaS, and I'm just thinking like, oh, I wonder if it. Yeah, I, I wonder if there is a monetization option there. Yeah, like that's it. Like I, there must there, there must be a business out there that that does bulk for this, like mm. that has a bulk need for this. Yeah, like a firearms safety mm. training place, right? Like, sure. Mm. Another one could be premium templates, actually, because the ones there, I think there might be five basic templates, but it could be interesting to do really fancy <laughs> premium templates that are paid. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting, but uh, yeah, I would I would definitely want to find some B two B buyers for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting like if for- there was like an API call you could make. That would generate not, a thing for you. Isn't that what Banner Bear is? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's pretty much what he's doing, right? Yeah. He's using Banner Bear for this. Yeah. Yeah, like who would but yeah, but like yeah. Having it be ultra niche. Like, no, no, don't worry about Banner Bear. Come get these certificates. Certificate. Yeah, well that's it. I don't think the API is a good idea because yeah. developers would just go straight to using Banner Bear. Maybe. But uh, someone in HR or a, a teacher or that they just want to upload a, a spreadsheet. Yeah, I I think uh, I think you you're onto something with the bulk there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I was curious to get your input. That was a that was a funny little uh, <laughs> funny exchange. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, did he put this? Like, did he build this like in, in a weekend? And it's just engineering as marketing. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think he's going to waste much time to to try to monetize it. Oh yeah, no way, no way. Yeah, like it, it just has one little thing at the bottom that says "brought to you by the folks at Banner Bear," and, and it has very little to do with like they're positioned totally differently. Like online certificate generator, and then the H one at Banner Bear is automate and scale your market. Like, <laughs> right? Exactly. If someone is googling this and they land on it. What are the odds of them? Yeah, like needing Banner Bear. This yeah. is yeah. I would be very surprised if this converts whatsoever. But I mean, maybe. But but at the same time, like the thing about engineering as marketing is that it gets people talking, right? Like I mean, we're talking about it right now. Yeah. So yep. Maybe a bunch of our listeners have never heard of Banner Bear. Yeah. <laughs> now we've said it twelve times. Exactly. <laughs> 
Damn. God damn it, John. You got us, John. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> cool. Anyway, that's all I've got for this week. Cool. All right. Go finish that extension, man. Yeah, fuck. What am I doing here? I need it. I'm working as fast as I can. I can't drink coffee any faster. <laughs> cool. I will catch you later. All right. All right. See ya. See ya.